recorded live in the San Francisco Bay Area. This is Rock Immortals Rock Talk. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Rock Talk. This is Russell from Rock Immortal, and uh, the guests have changed. Um, initially, we announced that we would have uh, Conan from Ex Mortis, but it kind of grew from there, and now we have Conan. Cody, Chase, and Adrian from Ex Mortis, all of fucking Ex Mortis, which is awesome. Um, and I think earlier, you, Conan, you were telling me you guys really haven't done anything like this yet, right? Like anything live with the entire band, right? Well, no, well, we, we jammed. Oh, you jammed Responsibly. a little. But we never done like an online thing, so it's just weird looking at each other on screen. Yeah. Seeing things on the faces that you didn't yeah, notice like, before. I, just, oh. I see a face that I want to punch, but I can't. It's all new and exciting. <laughs> so uh, the first thing I want to ask you guys, and we'll do like a round table on this. Um, you know, we've been kind of locked down for, God, four months at this point. Something like that. I, I can't even keep track. Um, I think we were we were talking earlier about the fact that the last time you guys played, I believe it was the last time you guys played, was that Metal Allegiance show. And, you know, that was only, it was four months ago, but that was in January. Um, you know, how are you guys holding up? How are you guys, you know, getting through this and keeping yourselves busy? Going insane. I'm speaking for everyone, I guess. Everyone will say it, but <laughs> when it's their turn. But, um, yeah, I myself am going crazy a little bit. We had plans for a, a tour March, April. And obviously that went to fucking shit. So yeah, pretty bummed out. <laughs> yeah. What about you, uh, Cody? Uh, just jamming, you know, playing guitar with this guy over here, this Conan guy. Uh, we go into the studio a lot, practicing, going through stuff, you know. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Chase, game. what about you? Yeah, same, same crap. Oh, you're been... You don't show up to practice. <laughs> <laughs> right away. No, a couple times I didn't come. <laughs> Adrian, what about you, man? Getting over there, cleaning all my drums, making sure they're all clean, ready for the next tour whenever it happens. <laughs> well, you guys oh, have. Clean my drums. There's still there's still a gig on the calendar. At least I saw it on the calendar. It hasn't been oh, canceled, yeah. and that's July 25th in Reno, right? You know, yeah. So they said it's still good to go. Apparently, it's okay. Everything's gonna be. Good to go. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> We're, I'm ready. I'm, I can't wait to fucking play. I want to perform already. You know, Crack jamming is one thing. Rehearsing is cool, but um, yeah, it's different. You know, I, yeah. You need the crowd to feel better. It's that energy, man. It's that like energy passage passage between the crowd and the band that I feel like is yeah, missing right now so hard. <laughs> nothing, there's nothing like it. So. I want to I want to touch on the preliminary stuff, the early stuff, the typical interviewee stuff, um, you know. And and the first thing is for people who aren't familiar with Ex Mortis, how old were you, Conan, when you when you started this band? I think I was tw I was twelve, thirteen, something like that. I, I don't remember. It was kind of a blur. It, it was uh, with my cousin Mario, former drummer. Uh, he and I were like in middle school, and yeah, we had we got together with a bunch of friends and formed Ex Mortis. Which was uh, interesting at the time too, because we were totally different then. We were more black metal, black death, some shit. I don't know what to call it, but it was it was weird. Uh, but yeah, came a long way since then. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. and a lot of a lot of changes, a lot of growth. You know, like I think it's right. it's pretty well known, especially with your fans. You know, there's been there've been a lot of lineup changes and new people and different people. And with with all that, do you do you consider that like first of all, do you consider that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you feel like the different influences shaped the band? Yes, uh, actually, because I mean. Yeah, how many fucking lineups have we gone through? We can cuss, right? I, I, I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, 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 it's the internet, sorry. man. There's I'm no censor. I, I have to ask. I have to ask because, I don't know, I feel at least be polite with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it definitely changes the, I don't know, the overall sound maybe. Because I think, uh, well, even as myself, since then, I've changed a lot. As a person, uh, musically, I've learned more, I've, you know, I don't know. It totally, I got, I've gotten into different things since then, and uh, yeah, each member that joined in and now had different input, different uh, ideas. So that definitely shaped the sound of the band at the time. And yeah, we've grown a lot. We've definitely evolved. So there's there's some negative to it and some positive <laughs> to it at the end of the day. <laughs> so this this leads me to something I was asking you about a little bit ago. Um, how this lineup came together. And I think it'd be cool to kind of talk to all you guys, you know, kind of how you came around Ex Mortis, discovered Ex Mortis, and came to be a part of the band. Adrian, <laughs> you're the newest. So we'll start with okay. you. <laughs> uh, yeah, before Ex Mortis, I was just uh, like another L.A. drummer, just kind of navigating through the scene. And um, I kind of knew Chase through some mutual friends, and Chase was filling in for Warbring or filling for Ex Mortis. Uh, I think you guys were doing a tour together, right? It was. Uh, I forgot what yeah. year that was. It's like 2016, 2015? The end of 2017, uh, I think. 2017, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so through his, like, social media posts, I saw that they uh, were having Carlos fill in. And I knew that they had an original drummer, Mario. And uh, so I was, I was kind of seeing, like, oh, are they changing drummers? Or, like, they need somebody? What's going on with that? And I had been doing, like, drum covers on the side just for, like, YouTube and just, like, Instagram and all that stuff. Um of just various songs of covers and stuff that I wanted to do for whatever reasons. And uh, a friend showed me Ex Mortis, the song Death of Tyrants, which I thought was pretty cool, sounded good. And uh, I wanted to do a video of it. And so when I saw that was going on, I kind of just thought it would be a good time to do it. And so I put the video out and we had a lot of mutual friends anyway. And so they tagged each other and kind of that's how we got in touch pretty much. And I think it was a month later we were in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> a short story of it, yeah. So what what you're saying is you essentially went the journey route and put a video on YouTube and got pulled into the band. Yeah, I guess so. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did that too. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. just doing covers of just bands, just songs that I liked, and and I that one was a different one because it was I usually did like bigger bands, but Ex Mortis was like a local thing, mm-hmm. and I figured, hey, why not like do like something that's kind of local and and different? Because I don't usually play like that style of metal. I'm more like a classic dude. But funny enough, I mean, and through meeting them, we're all kind of the same way anyway. We all like the classic stuff, and it kind of comes out, so it was kind of a natural fit. Well, one of the, one of the things that I think is always funny is when you talk to guys in the metal scene, um, the thrash metal scene especially, is the, the influences, like, there's a core, but then they also, they're so vast past that core. Like, and there are bands that a lot of people, I feel, wouldn't expect. Like, Thin Lizzy is, we were, you know, just... Talking about them, like Thin Lizzy is one of those bands that I don't think people outside of metal would imagine would inspire thrash. 
Yeah. But it does. Or, or Inspire really metal, but it does. And, you know, you see, you hear the bigger guys talking about bands like that. So it's, it's always interesting to kind of see where those influences lie. And it does, it does lead you into, you know, a band, big or small, kind of the musical nuance of what, where you'd fit and where you'll be comfortable and where you'd be able to do well. Yeah, I think funny enough, because we all like have the same influence, like we were saying with the classic stuff, that the way we play more modern metal kind of gels easier, because we're not just like some metal, like modern metal dude mixed with like a classic metal dude, and like, you know, it's not too different, we're all kind of coming from the same core. Yeah, yeah. What, what about you, Cody? Um, well, I played a couple shows with these guys in uh, like 2014 or something like that, was it? Was it? Yeah, I think it was 2014. We played a couple shows and then, uh, and then they got some other guy. And then after that guy didn't work out, I joined. That was it. I, I've known Conan since high school. Uh, long dude. So, I've, I've, we've always been around each other. You know, we know we've known each other for a long time. And I think I met Chase once when I was a little kid, but I don't really remember him. <laughs> he says I played with his band. But hey, what I, don't, you said? I don't remember. Well, and in, and meeting in high school, like the personalities were already there too. Like you knew the personalities of mix and uh, yeah. I, I I think I borrowed your guitar sometimes. Yeah, he's I, I, I he was actually a teacher's aide for one of our guitar classes. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and we would smoke our bong in the back of the class, and the teacher didn't care. He was like in his little office, and this guy was the only guy that was out there. And uh, yeah, me and two my... other friends, we would like I had like a big bong in my backpack, and we would just smoke out of that in the class. Nobody would <laughs> Because the thing is, the teacher made me teach the class, and I'm like, fuck it, whatever. So I would hang out with these guys in there, and uh, yeah, they were high as fuck. So what you're saying is not much has changed? (laughs) (laughs) Chase, what about you, man? Uh, I had a band. I started in high school, and uh, I think the first show, because we played at a show together, I think that's how we first met, I think. I think it was a place called Dr. Music. Some weird ass fucking place. Small little place. But you had to be like 15, 14 or 15. I think I was only like, I don't know, 17, maybe 16. We were really young, dude. I, don't, yeah. I barely remember, honestly. But I just feel like we've been like friends for a long time. So, you know, after you play one show together, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, you meet a band that you're going to end up playing with. You know what I mean? I don't know. But, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's that old. It's the in. scene. I filled right? in. Yeah. Um, what year was it? Yeah, yeah. Chase actually filled in. Two thousand eight. It was the yeah two thousand eight California Metal Fest. Uh, that was cool. Too, man. Bands play it. That shit was really cool. Uh, like two weeks or a week before the sh- the show, our guitarist at the time quit. Like he said, oh, I'm uh, I don't want to do this shit. Probably he was threatened by the amount of ticket sales we had to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> We were no stranger to that at the time, you know, so I don't know, personal problems, whatever the fuck it was. So, we had already played many shows with Desecrate, Chase's band, and uh, we asked him to fill in because he was, he was always a sick guitarist, so we were like, hey, this guy should be able to learn it in time, you know, the, the set, so, and he was down, so yeah, he learned that shit like in a week, weeks, I forget, I would go over his house, remember I would go over your house and shit? Yeah. Your dad would pick me up and drive me all the way to Whittier, dude, and it would take like I don't know, man. An hour and a half. <laughs> it was like 20 miles, dude. It was so brutal. And then he would, and Mario sometimes would drive me back, or or your dad would drive me back. That was brutal, dude. 
but we did that. That was awesome. It's, it, I mean, one of the coolest things about the scenes in LA and SF and what sets them apart, I think, from anywhere else in the country, you know, the, the other places I'm sure have a little bit of that, but the scenes are so intertwined in those two cities and between those two cities that everyone knows everybody. You know, like you, you go somewhere, you go to Nam, for example, and you, it's all family. There's none of that like band rivalry or weirdness or anything like that. For the most part, obviously not all the time, but even with, you know, ex-members and things like that, for the most part, you're typically going to be, be like, hey, I hope everything's going okay, da-da-da, versus kind of what was, I guess, more prominent in the 80s and 90s when it was a little more cutthroat. Which was like, you know, I leave your band, we hate you. Nowadays, it, you know, there, there could be some bad blood here or there, but overall, over time, shit levels out. And like, you know, you get to a point where it's like, we went different ways, but we all love the same thing, right? So, you know, you guys, it sounds like you guys are kind of a product of that, is, is you know, being in that same group, in that same scene. In y'all's case, you've known, I think it's really cool that this lineup, I guess, as a whole, this lineup officially came together last year, right? 2018. Is it 18? 2018, yeah. Beginning of 2018, so two and a half and, years. And, and with that, you guys have <laughs> known each other for fucking years. That's just that's just cool that, like, that you had that personality mesh before, and you already knew each other, so there wasn't much of a, we got to get to know the new people as they come into the band. You already kind of know each other. Right. right. Um, so, so, Chase, I want to ask you... Um, you're also in another band, another, another decent one. They're pretty good, you know. It's called Warbringer. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. You know, we uh, we had John on the very first episode of Rock Talk, actually. So, <laughs> so you know, we we love Warbringer, and and I want to ask you, how do you? You know, it's, it's probably a little easier right now because there's not much going on, but how do you normally manage kind of the, you know, those are two pretty active bands, you know, like Ex Mortis has been kicking it up as of last year, a lot of touring, Warbringer obviously was kicking some ass last year as well, like how do you manage the Gary Holting it, as I call it, like kind of doing the dual thing? Well, I mean, uh, we have the same manager basically, I think Warbringer's doing, you know, changing some stuff up or whatever, I don't know about that. Um, he would um, basically helped me out, and I, I, I know he did. You know what I mean? Because he would. I don't know. I mean, we had one overlapping tour, once, and I think it was for like six days or something like that. Um, but out of like you know tons of tours already, you know. So I don't know. Um, learning the music though is kind of like you got to just switch gears. You know what I mean? If I'm on an Ex Mortis tour, I don't even think about Warbringer unless I have to learn new music or something and I'm going on tour right after or going to rehearsals right after tour and that can happen and that happened with Ex Mortis because I was in Europe with Warbringer and I had my little amp and my phone out learning new tracks to like fly into tour with Ex Mortis playing new material that I didn't get to rehearse yet so um, yeah I don't know man. you, you got to click off for me you know I have to totally click it off um, yeah it's different chops for different for both bands you know and different things you know so yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it sounds like a lot, you know, just just doing that back and forth. And on the bright side, it means little downtime, right? Yeah, yeah, true. So that that'll keep you busy. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damn right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So last year, speaking of last year, that was a big year for Ex Mortis. That was a big year for you guys. The headlining tour, first of all, and then on top of that, you had. The Legions of the Undead release, which is 
fucking great. Um, and on top of that, then you get this tour with the Grammy-nominated Death Angel, who you know we love to death. Those guys are friends of ours. Um, you know how was how how was that? How was it jumping from? You know, I I'm, I know you guys haven't typically been completely not busy, but this was a year where you guys were just going as a band. Like, how how did that feel? Was it was it good to kind of just dive in like that, or? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I hate downtime like right now. Like quarantine fucking sucks, and I just it's way it's weird right now. Like last year was was pretty good because um, in spring we had was that Venom? Yeah, yeah, Venom Inc. Yeah, so we had the, we we did that run, and uh, we were already having ideas to record right after that. So after that tour, pretty much just went straight to the studio to record Legions of the Undead, and uh, after that we did the Legion tour, and then I guess we had to break right then, I guess because of uh, the Warbringer Enforcer tour. So I mean, we didn't have anything booked anyway, so Smortis took a break during that era, that that time. I filled in for bass for Warbringer. <laughs> that worked out, I guess. And and then um, right after that, uh, yeah, pretty much got ready for the Death Angel. So it was just constant activity, you know. And uh, I like that. It's better. I don't know. It's it's great to me. Sometimes it may seem to go by fast, but I don't know. It just it's it's that's the way. That's the way I want to live my life. And I'm very miserable right now, as you can tell. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's better. It's better. Shit goes fast than it crawls, like we're in right now, where everything, right. you know, one month, six months ago feels like two years ago. <laughs> no, but but that's that's the goal. We want we want to keep it that way. Once everything starts kicking up again, you definitely want to get that machine rolling, you know, constantly like that. Yeah, and you during that during that Death Angel tour, you guys had a has an incident, um, pretty pretty impressive. Presently terrible incident um, <laughs> involving your van. Um, what uh, what happened there? <laughs> I was sleeping. What happened, Tony? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna open that up. It's your turn to talk. Fuck you. <laughs> what happened, Adrian? Tell him. I didn't start. The short story. I think they know the short story. I guess already, right? Yeah, what happened? How did all, how did the whole thing start? The journey. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. It was from it was from Edmonton or it was to Edmonton from Vancouver. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it was the other way around. Like we had just played like what three shows of Death Angel, just three or four, something like mm -hmm. that. We were in Vancouver, and uh, the first day of the uh, Canada run, right? Right. Yeah. So we did that one night in Vancouver. And then uh, that night we had like a, what was it, like 14-hour drive, 12, 12-hour 12 drive? It, it said 12 hours, but in reality it would have been like... And we were, and we were already going to be late. Like we left like at 1, 2 in the morning. So we were already going to be late to sound check the next day, even if we continued to drive constantly. And uh, coming out of the city wasn't too bad. It was normal. But then it started to get really snowy and just started to like build and build and build. And then um, I think Cody was driving first. And then... And then I took over for a little bit. And then once it got too crazy, Conan had like the most experience in the snow. <laughs> so then he took over. He's fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, let me get this. You, you know? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck that. So 
we parked and we parked and then we switched and it was this was like probably what three in the morning two in the morning it, it was no, no, no it was like almost four, four or five in the morning. maybe four yeah and, and uh you everyone passed out everyone's fucking tired of tired of shit and then as soon as we as soon as you hit the road like what within half an hour we got a flat yeah we got a flat and that took a while it, it, the town wasn't so far away it was merit gonna remember that for the rest of my fucking life <laughs> and it um it um the, the tow truck came and, and helped us out and then but it was like foggy as hell right that was actually even dangerous just getting the flat fix because it was like you couldn't even see like 10 feet in front of you it was yeah really there was like there wasn't a proper shoulder so that, yeah it was pretty, pretty it dangerous. was kind of scary just even getting the flat fix because you couldn't see anything and then, uh, right, and then we got yeah. that fixed, and then we kept going, and it was probably what another fifteen minutes, another half hour after we got the flat fixed. Well, it took a while because he had to go back to do something. He said he didn't think it was going to be like that, or I forgot what the fuck it was. But yeah. he, he went back and forth, and then uh, so after everything was done, the sun was starting to come up. Yeah. And uh, so I drove, and uh, yeah, I, the sun was out. Everything was like melting because. I, I, we started to slide, and I was like, "Oh shit, cool, fun," you know. It's happened many times before. Like, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to break, you know, yep. and go with it, steer with it, and uh, yeah, didn't catch any friction. So it was like, "Okay, this is it. <laughs> Here it comes." So uh, <laughs> I think I yelled something. Like, I was like, "Hey, brace yourself or some shit," you know, because <laughs> almost took my life. Fucking died. Everyone was everyone was knocked out. So. Yeah, the, yeah, it started sliding. I felt the slide, and everybody kind of woke up in their in their seats. And then um, it was glass all over us. I thought uh, I thought a car hit us. I thought that we stopped hard, like Conan like stopped because he saw something, or I don't know. And I thought a car hit us, but it was actually our own trailer that swung around. Yeah, the side of the car and like broke the broke the glass and like everything. And that, that sent us like into a spin into the uh the show like the, oh, the rail the concrete rail whatever yeah, yeah. Oh. we we ended up on that like a teeter-totter <laughs> i remember the i remember the photo like, the photo on the gofundme was the most depressing photo <laughs> i think it was conan but it's it's in front of the van up on the barrier crashed because of that picture <laughs> Why would anyone think that? The so fuck? Just crying with a bunch of French fries up in his lap. Yeah, there were, there were like French fries and all kinds of like everything was everywhere, man. It was terrible. <laughs> shit was everywhere. <laughs> I was pissed. It was, it was the most depressing picture. It really I was. was. It was the most the depressing. Before. I just went to sleep and then I, we I wake up oh. to a fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody was okay, right? Like that. Everybody at the end did. of the day, yeah. everybody's okay. Just a few like bumps and scratches and things, things like that. My knee kind of felt weird for like a couple days, but then after that was fine. You're a drummer. You don't need kneecaps. It's fine. I don't need my knees. Yeah. <laughs> sitting down anyway. Didn't like all of us have like a, a scab or something on our we ankle had, or we something? All like a, we all had a cut on our knees, right? We all hit the yeah. knee like a, a, a seat in front of us. Yeah. Ooh. That was our ex-mortive. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you got it. When it happened, uh, I, I don't know. I was like, "Fuck!" I thought we were going to flip over because. So did I. The, when the trailer hit hit us. the rail whatever yeah. and I was like oh shit we're gonna fucking flip I was just like this yeah, is I thought, I thought we were gonna go over into the yeah room. it's we like, like 10 20 feet down there and if we <laughs> did we would have flipped for sure like there's just no way we wouldn't have not flipped yeah seriously so kind of fortunate that it happened at that point because there was like I think 10 feet 
or 15 feet before that, there was no rail. No rail, yeah. So Shit. Went, yeah, so that, we definitely would have, if we went down, if we went, if we spun out earlier, we would have went to that ditch for sure. Or later, because later there was, you know. Yeah, it was just a little strip. Big turn, it was already going to be a, a bend right there, so who knows. Did so, you yeah. get did you get the same tow truck driver that changed your tire? <laughs> and it, it was funny because I called him I called him back and I was like, "Hey, what's up? It's me again." Yeah, we crashed. <laughs> need some help. Need you to like you know tow us back. back I was down. I was asking that in jest. I can't believe you actually did. That's like that's like the one tow truck driver in merit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think it might they might have been. There's probably one more, but that was like the nearest one like there. So it's a very yeah. small town. Very small town. It probably was the only one. Well and you guys right after that, you guys got on GoFundMe and people people fucking they jumped. Like they jumped to help you guys out. Dude, I I I thought we were gonna stay there for a while till we could, you know, find a way back. Or or just go home somehow, you know, because we're, we're thinking about, okay, let's get a U-Haul. Fortunately, there was a U-Haul put there. You know, the stars aligned for that, but um, yeah, we were thinking, well, can you just go back home? Fuck it, cancel the tour. We'll find a way to, you know, get all the gear back. And um, no, we raised enough money, like, within two days. Like, we're like, what the fuck? So we were like, okay, we could totally finish the tour. Like, let's just, let's fucking do it. So, yeah, we're, we were fucking fortunate, man. We have the best fans. And, and yeah, fans. I think a lot, a lot more people just contrib- contributed to to that. You know, everyone from the scene. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was. It was y'all's. It was your fans for sure. And then you know, like the Death Angel fans, and I think the other band on that tour, that bill was Hellfire, right? Right. Yeah. So, so Hellfire's fans, like you know, from what I, from what I saw here, I saw people who were just like you know the Death Angel family going, no, nah, no, nah, these guys are on tour with DA. We got to help them out. And and that GoFundMe broke eighteen thousand if I remember right. Like, yeah, that was yeah, that was, was such like, a cool like metal family moment, man. Like when everybody yeah, just dude. gets together. Um, so this past January, on to on to less dangerous topics. Um, this past January, you guys played what I think is has got to be a, a sick fucking gig, which was the uh, Metal Allegiance show. And speaking of which. One individual who was there, happy birthday to Mr. Chuck Billy. It is ironically his birthday. Um, but you guys played that gig like, you know, I know you know a lot of those guys. And in the scene, we all kind of know a lot of the guys that are in that group and that are in our community. But how cool is it to play for kind of what is, what is really one of the best, if not the best, metal supergroup? Like Metal Allegiance, to me anyway, is in terms of heavy metal the best super group there is. And then you've got, you know, Mike Portnoy is on there as well. And, you know, guys like that that are just outstanding. What's it like to open up for them and then be around them when they're getting ready to play? It's, well, for me, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like a dream. I don't know. Like, I guess you could say dream come true, but like, it's so weird. Like, wow, I can't, I, I just, it's just surreal to me. Like this is right now, you know, these are our fucking heroes. And we're just like, hanging out like nothing you know and then we're gonna open up for them you know i, I don't know it's, it's just really crazy for me i i, I guess I, I don't process it till like way later in life <laughs> <laughs> things i'm like wow i can't believe i fucking did that you know but yeah like at the time i was just like just shit this is 
can't believe this shit. I can't believe this is happening right now. I'm just stoked, you know. I'm just stoked. I guess maybe the adrenaline is making me like kind of numb to that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really, really proud proud of that. You know, just really, it's a really cool experience, man. Really cool. What about you guys, the the quiet bunch over here making making poor Conan do all the talking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to it. So. Thing <laughs> that those dudes on either side of the stage were standing right next to our cabs. You know what I mean? So it's like. You know, you hit a sick harmonica, you land that fucking solo, and you're just wailing. Because that show, dude, I, I mean, I was so comfortable, man. I had a blast, you know. And it was just like, oh, dude, uh, it, was, it was great. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. You're, like, in the pocket, you know what I mean? And all those motherfuckers heard us play. After the Death Angel tour, like, three weeks? Yep. So we just came off a tour, so we were pretty still like I think pretty tight from the tour. Right. And, yeah. It's uh, true. I, think, I don't even think we practiced between then, right? Yeah. The tour. I'm thinking and, like, so I think yeah. we all felt pretty comfortable, like in terms of like us on being on stage, and uh, so that helped with like, you know, seeing like all the all the other dudes around us, like it felt inspiring, but it was cool. So it's, what about you, Cody? Uh, it was sick. I had a fun time, you know. I, like you said, it's kind of surreal, you know, to see all these people just there, uh, getting stoned, having some beers and chilling, you know, taking it easy. A lot of adrenaline, you know, but we we just got off a tour, so we were comfortable, you know. It was fun. We had a lot of fun. Nice. So, I've got one question that just popped up, and I think it's a good segue into what I was going to bring up next. Um, lovely individual by the name of Don has asked. What current, like as you know, currently active musicians, are each of you guys inspired by right now? So you know, we can always look back at the historical, look back at you know the people that we really, really, I don't want to say idolize, but really, really you know, want to take after and take a lot of influence from. But currently active, what would you guys say, or who would you say inspires you the most? Cody, you first. Currently active. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I love Ozzy. You know, I love Ozzy, and I don't know about his new shit, but <laughs> and he's active. But you're stuck in Ozzy's, the past, fool. Ozzy's the man, dude. Ozzy's the man. Yes, he's the man. It's true, the man. Yeah. All right, Adrian. Since you volunteered, Cody, you're up. <laughs> My favorite yeah. band is Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> You said new guys, right? Like new, newer dudes? Current. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily need to be new, but current. Okay, current, yeah. Um, for me, right now, I think um, Gojira's been the, the biggest one for me right now. I'm not that much of a modern metal dude to begin with. Like, I like Ozzy Made, and that's the, the classic stuff is what I what I really enjoy. But um, So when I do find a band that's, like, modern, that's that's good, that I like, it's kind of like a special thing, I guess. So it's got to be something unique. That I haven't really heard other bands do. So Gojira for me right now is a big one. Um, in terms of you talking about like members or just like the bands, just different bands. Either way, I think I think the question was aimed at members, but it can go either way. Okay, like if like I guess drummers for me then, right? So like yeah, mm -hmm. if I guess Mario from Mario Plantier from Gojira, um, uh, Achilles Priester actually, uh, he's an older dude, but he's he plays in a lot of sick bands now. He's uh, he used to be for uh, Angra. And um, but he does a lot of just I kind of like I think he was gonna start playing for Dragon Force recently or something like that. Um, but I just like his style a lot. Um, 
even I think Pete Weber from Havoc uh, is a cool drummer. I really liked him. I've seen his stuff before. I haven't had I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet, but he's I like his style. So yeah, some of those are some of the guys for me. Nice. What about you, Chase? Uh, it's tough, man, because you know we all. I don't know. I always just listen to old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we all do, yeah. I'm on a Scorpions kick right now, dude. It's all I've been listening to, like every single day. Um, but no, uh, Brandon Ellis rips, and uh, I yeah, hearing that guy play and then getting to learn Conan's licks and stuff like that—that's inspired me a lot, you know, to kind of where I'm at now. Um, I haven't really learned any of Brandon's stuff, but it's more of like listening to what he plays. That's kind of what, how I take stuff in, you know. I, I never really learned a lot of solos, you know what I mean? But after listening to guitar players, you start to emulate certain things that you like from them. Um, Reese Scruggs, too, from Havoc, for sure, because he rips, and uh, he's got sick vibrato, and I like that, <laughs> you know? Um, oh, both of them. Brandon Ellis. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. But I mean, <laughs> you know, you know. I, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a tough question for me, you know? Because I, oh, I don't know. I have a lot of different influences, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Conan? Uh, you know, this it just, I think collectively we're all, all kind of stuck in the past, right? We all like the old shit, and maybe that's a bad thing, but um, but for sure, like, all the bands we've toured with, I'll, dude, there's, like, every band we've toured with had, like, they're, they're all talented, you know? They all have their own thing, and I like to take a little bit from every, every one of them. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, there's so many guitarists I like to learn from, like in person too. Like, well, Chase was one of them. You know, going back, we would learn from each other when we when he first did that uh, show with us back twelve years ago. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> so you know stuff like that. You know, I, I I liked the way he played, and I you know learned some licks from him, and then I that you know helped me develop a little bit of my, my own style. Um, so recently I've been kind of doing that, you know, and, uh, I like to, I aspire, uh, to be like a little different at times or, you know, I, I don't, I may not show it right away because maybe cause I'm older now, but, uh, definitely like, uh, fucking Gabriel Guardian, Immortal Guardian is fucking crazy. And Gabriel does all this crazy shit, you know, with a keyboard and guitar. So that is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I, I want to, you know, be like that a little bit. You know, I want he, he's got great control of legato, so I, I feel like, damn, I need to work on that myself. You know, and, uh, another musician would be he doesn't really perform though, so I don't know if he counts. But uh, was name Rick Graham? He is robot. You know, he's like perfect. So, like, you know, that's something I like. I want. I aspire to not be exactly like, but like something I should work on myself. So, being exactly. You know, not exactly, but being very precise, very clean. Um, so I, I got a, got a lot of work to do, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, it, it, stuff like that. But it mo it's mostly from the bands that we tour with. You know, there's there's always a talented motherfucker in there. You know, or all of them are, of course. But uh, guitar wise, yeah, there's every, every one of them. I'd like to learn a little bit from them. I watch them live. I watch, you know, there's you know the style unfold, and I like to take a little bit from that to you know keep myself on my toes. Nice. What? So, so I'm going to start rapid firing a little bit because I've got a lot that I want to get through and we do have a time frame. Um, 
<clears throat> favorite gig that you've ever played, if you could pick one? This is always a hard fucking question. But if there's one gig that you played that for some reason, whether it was the crowd, the venue, the vibe, like the your favorite gig that you've ever played. I got a call on you guys. Another hard one. Mm-hmm. I like throwing the hard questions out, right? Like, <laughs> I think maybe the 70k tour, uh, the yeah. 70k boat, probably. Um, that was like that was like pretty surreal to be on a on a cruise ship and it just be like all metal music, and then get to play it. That was and the crowd and everything. That was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 That was that was a, just overall a great experience. I, I yeah. The whole weekend was the same. Fucking awesome. I think though another one would be like at least this was before you two were in Chase and Adrian. It was uh, one of Cody's first shows as official bassist. It was my very first show. Was that your very one? Your very first one? Your ve- your very one? <laughs> your very first one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Ozfest. What was it? The camping kickoff party thing. That's what it was called. Yeah. It was that- like it was sold out. So that all the people that camped were there, so it was just a fucking huge crowd. And what, what it was the biggest crowd I've ever played to. Yeah, dude, it was. That was a really cool show. It just started to get dark, and it was perfect. One of my favorites for sure. I mean, Ozfests always bring out like some hardcore motherfuckers. Like those are that the crowds at Ozfest are always just fun, and it's really, it's really a smattering of people who are into different genres and different styles, like. You know the the people who book for that festival do a great job of kind of trying to keep it broad versus kind of tunnel vision. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was so many different people that so many st- styles, so many different scenes that were all put together. You know, it, it's awesome. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Is that yours too, Cody? Yeah, it's definitely mine. It was my first show, so <laughs> it can only go up from there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. It, <laughs> Since then, for you, it's been like. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chase? Because I know you, and you've got two bands to work with on this too, right? Because you've pl- probably played some pretty big shows with Warbringer as well. Well, we played a lot of festivals, so that's uh, that's what makes it hard, you know. The, there was one festival we played um, called Moto Culture, and um, dude. All right, so we were, like, the crowd was basically just in a big dirt lot, and it was hot as hell. I think it was in France, and um, once we started playing and they started kicking up, it just was a fucking dust pit. It was just, like, we're sweating, and there's just mud on us, and in my guitar, like, you had dirt. You can taste it, and you're, you're grinding it in your teeth. But these people are still moshing. I don't know how they could breathe, but even though that sucked, the rush from getting, to, from watching these people just, like, Corral, dude. They like seriously just. Oh my god. It was like I. I was gonna break my guitar from hitting it so hard. You know, like. like <laughs> yeah, that was sick. <laughs> so it's like every aftershock, basically. <laughs> that's that's what aftershock feels like. It's probably it's my favorite NorCal festival, and the thing that always kills me is the moment people start moving. It's just a giant dust cloud in that park, dude. It's fucking hilarious. Um, so. On that note, I'm going to take a look here. I've got to probably got... Oh, uh, Eugene... I'm not going to try to pronounce last names because I usually Gene, fuck Gene. them up. 
Probably. <laughs> Eugene misses seeing these faces on stage playing live. Awesome band, even better dudes, which, like, I feel like you guys are the same way, way right? Like, how much do you miss fucking playing live right now? Like, how, is it just, like, eating at you? Like, <laughs> sucks. I want to play Fuck. badly. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's it's so fucking odd. Like it's, it's like so awkward to not have shows, huh? Yeah. It's like holding your breath for a long time. <laughs> That's what it feels like. We're just constantly holding our breath. Are you guys writing? Are you guys creating? Do you have new music yeah. coming? That's gonna, that you think will probably come out of this a little more quickly than it might have otherwise. <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah, we we have a lot of material. Um, just need to finalize everything but yeah, definitely writing a lot of shit Cody wrote something yesterday I'm writing uh, most of the songs in the new album so sounds a little different <laughs> no, <you're not. laughs> in case I the rest of you did. guys didn't know this is happening <laughs> I wish you did give me a break motherfucker oh. hey bitch I write all kinds of shit these two <laughs> are here I got really all right so Something that I'm, I'm, this is actually going to become something that I do in every interview where I've got multiple people or a full band, and you guys are going to be the experimental group for this, which I'm really, really excited about. Your favorite backstage story about another band member. Now, I'm going to give you time to think about this because you, you don't want to, you know, you don't want, to, want it to, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I can you we? ever see that meme where it's like a bunch of dudes on their phone and it's like, this is the green room? That's like what it's like. There's nothing going on back there. Everybody's on their phones, chilling, playing the guitar, putting their shit away. Yeah, it's not that crazy. Well, yeah, but that doesn't... You're talking about before the show. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. After... Yeah. It's been a while. Not really, honestly, we're we're not really like crazy. Much. We had a lot. Of, we had a lot of fun with obituary. You know, like you know, we had a lot of fun hanging out with them and drinking and hearing the stories and you know, everybody getting cool. And, you know, it was fun. But other than that, what do you think? Hey, remember when we played in Italy? No, this, this isn't a, this this isn't like a back necessarily a backstage thing, but it was after the show, and um, you know we dealt with all the merch. We didn't sell merch, and we didn't get paid or whatever. But we went out and we had food with the homie, and then, um, oh, that was before the show. Was yeah, it? Yeah, that, that was before the show. You're right. Um, in the bus though, when we all eat all the cool food, you remember we had all Fabio. the cheese, all the olives, all the crackers, all the Italian stuff. Oh yeah, because Fabio the. The, the guitar yeah. obituary. He I remember that part. Food and made food for everyone. It was fucking awesome. That was good, yeah. That sounds good to me. That's our wild story. Eating like <laughs> Italian. Well, no, no, I didn't say wild. Look, I've been backstage at a lot of places, and and honestly, the phone thing is probably the most common pre-show ritual that I see at every show I go to. There's not like a ton of girls back there. <laughs> fucking, come on. <laughs> I mean, after the show is usually a bit different. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. Raw horse. Oh, yeah, we ate raw horse that one time. What? Yeah, in Italy, before the show. That's what Chase was talking about. The Argentinian. Yeah, Chris, 
Yeah. <laughs> what was that shot we had? What was that mint like? That mint like espresso shot we had. What was that? Oh yeah, it was like mixed with like a little bit of alcohol or something. Right? Made me feel weird. It made me feel like hot, like all over my body. It was strange. It was the black liquid. It was good. <laughs> you remember so how was the horse? I don't remember. The I have to ask. That. Yeah, I remember that. Fuck. I was a good shot. I woke the fuck up. <laughs> how was the horse? I have to ask. It was good. I mean, I mean, good now. Why no. raw though? <laughs> I like raw food. I eat sushi. I eat <sighs> If it was if it was a grilled steak though, it, it would be bomb. Been... <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the thing. If it, 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 next time we go, we'll, we'll get it cooked. But um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I think the grill just wasn't on that day or something. Is that what they said? Like, that's what they said. I don't know. I know, and they were like, "You can still eat. You can still eat. You still it. get it, but it's fucking can't cook it for you though." <laughs> it's so like that. We survived, so it's all right. Why not? All right. To everyone, but <laughs> what person, whether you idolize them or not, I'd assume you would. What person were you most excited to meet so far, and what person do you still want to meet in music? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, me, uh, when I was a kid, I found uh, you know who Chris Broderick is. Hmm? He, uh, Oh, I found videos of him on a Jag Panzer website, like before YouTube and all that, and uh, watched his videos for a long time. I really liked Jag Panzer when I was growing up. And um, my friend Nick went to Guitar Center one day, and he found Chris Broderick's um, guitar lesson business card. And uh, yeah, he called me one day, and it said Chris Broderick is calling when I, you know, saved his number in my phone. <laughs> and uh, I got to meet that guy, and I couldn't believe it. Like, what are the odds that he's in L.A., you know? Well, I guess that now that I'm not, the odds are high. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just, you know, just a kid, whatever, dude. You know, it was a trip, you know, to be able to meet that guy. And, uh, yeah, man, just an amazing shredder. I get to watch him play, you know, I don't know. It was really sick. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who have you Who have you not met yet, Chase, that you do really want to meet at some point? Russell Allen. From Symphony X, and you haven't gotten the chance yet. I want to, I want to, I want to write a song and have him sing on it. It would be that would fucking oh. that would be like life goals right there for me. Life goal. That would sure. be Jesus. <laughs> All right, Conan. What about you, man? I, I would. I think it's it's with a lot of a lot of bands, but um, I was really excited to meet Abbott. <laughs> because I had already known he's, he's a character and I just wanted to see it in the flesh and I wanted to see if I could even talk to him because he's kind of everywhere you know and yeah it was it was pretty funny he's a funny guy he's really very interesting <laughs> to say the least so um, yeah I was really excited and was not disappointed it was it was a great tour yeah funny guy he would he would take me uh, to to his bus. He's like, "Hey, come on, let's go, let's let's hang out." <laughs> and he would force me, I guess, yeah, force me to listen to his Motorhead cover band, and it sounds amazing, <laughs> awesome. And he, but he would like rock out, out to that shit. He was, I don't know, he was under the planet probably, but yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> what about somebody you haven't met yet? Haven't met yet? I don't know, man. I, well, 
We played with Ingve and we didn't get to fucking meet him. I want to meet that motherfucker. That's a missed opportunity right there. I, I want to meet Ingve. Once. I don't care if he's going to be an asshole to me. I want to meet him. I love love his shit. I love, love his 80s stuff, you know? Why didn't you let us meet him? Well, because fucking his crew's... I, well, maybe I shouldn't talk shit, but this crew were a bunch of fucking assholes, so... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fucking meet him. <laughs> I mean, look, at the end of the day, we I think we know that 75% of the people that we meet are probably going to be cool. 25%, for whatever reason, they could be having a shit day. They may not be. And then you also have the people that at a certain level are paid to be the asshole so they don't have to be. Right. We know handlers are there and they exist and they're a thing. You know, it's it sucks. But in fact, you need to, um, if you haven't heard it yet, um, I'm going to send this to you later and I'll probably share it up on my side as well. You need to hear the uh, Will Carroll Ingve story. If you haven't already, because it's fucking hilarious. Yes, yes. I think I've like, heard of you. He told us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the the it's guitar like, clinic. Yeah. Like, can you play a chord or something? Yeah. <laughs> can you show me a chord? <laughs> <laughs> and then he got like, kicked out. He <laughs> just like out. <laughs> I think we were at like in the city that it happened. I think that's when he told us, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I would say that was. Yeah, me too. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember that night. And then somebody animated it, and there's an oh, animated man. version of it online, and it's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got another one too with one of the members of Immortal. About okay. him, like getting off stage, going to an elevator, and getting on the elevator, and you know he's fucking sweaty because he just played, and this dude in there being like, "Dude, you should get off the elevator," and trying to push him off, which. You know, Will, Will's not a small dude, like, so he tries to push him and basically ends up going backwards. And his ah. handler's like, says something in, in the local language, he's like, you know, da, 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 Death Angel, so Will thinks he was saying, like, this is the drummer for Death Angel. And the dude was, like, just scowling, because he was mad that Will was on the elevator all sweaty, and Will just smiled at him the entire time as they were on it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another animated version of that, and I'll post wow. both these up later. Um, so, what about you guys? Same question. Who have you, who were you most excited to meet? That's a hard one. I mean, I, I don't think, uh, well, we bumped into him. We weren't, like, planning on even seeing him, but Zach Wilde on the, uh, on the obituary tour. Yes. We actually bumped right. into him on the way to Europe in LAX, and then, uh, we were, like, in, like, uh, right in the, in the line, like, right behind him, I think. Um, but we didn't say hi then. And then, like at the we're very scared. end, of the tour, yeah, we were <laughs> at the very end of the tour, we were uh, we weren't playing a festival. Obituary was playing a festival in like Belgium, I think. And uh, and he was there, and Black Label Society was playing. And then that time we were all like eating. The it was the Netherlands? It was uh, Passpop, yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Chase was sick. We, yeah, and we uh, bumped into him again, and then we actually shook, you know, like we got to talk to him for a little bit, and he was cool. That was really cool to like just bump into him like that. Who do you, you still want to meet, Adrian? What's that? Who do you still want to meet? Oh. I don't know, it's so hard. There's so many good musicians that you know like I definitely Your Holy meet. Grail. I feel like everybody does have a holy grail, whether they'll talk about it or not. Everybody has like I mean, that I, one person. I guess it's kinda of cliche, but I guess for me it'd be Iron Maiden. The guys from Iron Maiden, they're my favorite band, so so like meeting them would be cool. Just because you, just because you like listen to the songs for so many years and the interviews and stuff, you feel like you know them a little bit already, you know. Yep. And then to actually meet them to see what they're really like would be pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Cody? Um, I think the same thing, like the Zach Wild thing. That was pretty cool. And then, you know, uh, meeting the guys in obituary and then becoming friends with them. That was like, it's pretty cool to me because... Hey, cool. Get your uh, own answer. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He said obituary. I'm just kidding. Fucking bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, obituary, those, you know, I love those guys and you know, they're good friends of ours and it was pretty cool. It was really cool meeting them and, you know, just touring with them and doing Europe and then doing the U.S. runs. So I, I would say them and, you know, the Zach Wild thing was pretty cool. It was unexpected. You know, we were like, we went in to get breakfast or something, right? Yeah. And he was there too. eating breakfast and then Conan was like, hey, I don't want to be that guy. And he stood up all crazy. Hey, boy, you're being that guy. And you know, <laughs> he's like, what's up, brother? It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. He's too- that's a, that is that is about how I would imagine Zach Wild responding. What's up, brother? How you doing? Like, yeah. What about what about uh, Cody? I'm not going to let you get away from this one though. Who, what about the person you want to meet the most? Um, shit. No, man. I'd say you know, well, Tony Iommi, of course. You know, a lot of people pay to meet people. Like, no, I don't want. I'm not going to pay to meet him. I want to meet him. Like, you know, I want to talk to him for. A little bit. I want to take a fucking picture and walk away. It's cool, but that's like yeah. I want to meet him and talk to him. You know, like share a tour with him and like get to hang out with him every night instead of just like one day. You know, just like no, not even that. Like a day or like you know, whatever. (laughs) Just spend a day with him. Yeah, chill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're gonna put shit out of him. Watch. Maybe if you just like make a documentary, a day with Iomi. You know, get him involved, and you could just document the entire day. It'd be great. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, like, it is. It it is one of those. It is one of those weird things. You know, people do those paid meet and greets, and there. You know, there's a part of me that's like, it's for people that want to pay that and want to have money. That's cool. But I, you know, I think a lot of people just can't validate I mean, it's it either. Cool to get that picture, you know, like you have a picture. Yeah, you you're there with the, you know, those guys that you want to meet. You know, you shake their hand or whatever. And it's cool. Yeah. But yeah. no, not for me. That's I mean, if I'm going to get something like that, I'd rather have that that chance meeting than like a paid meeting. You know, like, yeah, like I ran into Billy Gibbons. Like yeah, I ran into Billy Gibbons on the Sunset Strip one day, just randomly. He was doing <laughs> he was doing some like meet and greet at a at a sushi place or something. It was fucking weird. Like, and I was like, dude, you're fucking Billy Gibbons. Holy shit! <laughs> and you get that little that weird thing, especially if it's somebody you you loved as a kid. You get that weird thing of like, I never thought that I would be within a foot of you. <laughs> you're you're on this, TV or the screen all the time. Yeah, you go to you go to concerts and you know you're 50 rows back, and even if you're at the rail, you're still 20 feet back. Like, you never think you'll have that chance. So when that chance hits, it's fucking cool to get it. But it's a little different when it's like, I bought a $200 meet and greet to <laughs> to shake his hand. I think they're more than that. Oh, the the Black Sabbath ones were like I think they were over two grand, or something for the meet and greet thing. I think it was like fifteen or two thousand dollars or something like that. And I'm like, people will pay it. Make your money. Got to make up for uh, lack of album sales, I guess. Right. Well, everybody does at this point, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, I know, but I don't think they're too worried about that. So I want to I want to wrap this up, but before we do. One of the big questions I have for you guys is, I know you're recording, 
I know you're, we're not recording, but you're writing right now. Um, do you think that there will be new Ex Mortis this year, or do you think it'll be next year? Estimate, obviously. This is not like a, come on, give me a scoop. <laughs> the way it's going now, probably next year. Yeah, I don't know. Early, I would say, probably. Right? If, we, if we could do, like, a single release before the end of the year, that might be cool. But, again, we don't want to rush it. So, uh, yeah, most likely just next year. Yeah. That's okay. very, that's more realistic. You yeah. Know? And it's easier, I mean, overall, it's an easier bar to set, too, because at that point, you're not, <laughs> you know, setting it up like, we got to get this done by December or whatever. Yeah, because we usually rush a lot of shit, and we're like, fuck, we should have done this and that, fuck. So we want it <laughs> this time around. <laughs> well, you've got you've got all this time, right? <laughs> yeah. No fucking excuse, but watch. It's going to happen again. You'll, yeah. Never ends. <laughs> be ready, ready in November, and it'll be like, god damn it. <laughs> That's another thing too, but the whole like, you know, quarantine shit. It's also very un unmotivating at times. So that's why it's, I liked constant, you know, motion. That's very inspiring to me, at least personally. So uh, yeah, it's kind of weird lately. But no, we 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 should set our, ourselves a deadline and just you know get something out for next early next year because that's when shit's gonna open up again. So at least you know all over. We hope. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, we hope. At least, at least plan for it, and then if not, then whatever. We got something to release. You know? Yeah, and we'll and we'll see what happens with that show in Reno. I mean, if that show comes comes to fruition, I'll probably come out and see you guys out there. So, you know, yeah, yeah. mask it up, mask it up, be safe. Like yeah, if, yeah. if everybody just be safe about shit, we we could get through this a lot quicker. Totally. So, all right, guys, I want to thank you very, very much for taking the time today. It's been awesome to see all of you at once. Um, thank you, all of you guys, for watching today. Um, keep an eye out for Ex Mortis. They're coming back very soon, as we all are. Um, check out the gig on the 25th if you're in the Bay Area, maybe near Reno. If that gig happens, it'd be cool to, for you guys to go out and check them out and support them. Because God knows we all need that energy right now. Both ways. They need it and we as fans need it. So thank you guys very much. Really, really appreciate you. Thank all of you guys for watching. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome fucking day. <laughs>